Hiring? With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. Back here on the First Cut Podcast with Kyle Porter. Chip Patterson here. Kyle Porter there. Kyle, uh, this, is a sh- this is a time where you get to catch your breath for a hot second. Uh, we've got to talk Dell Technologies. We haven't gotten a chance to catch up since then. Uh, Justin Thomas, just a phenomenal win uh, from a packed leaderboard. Wins by three strokes over Jordan Spieth. Uh, John Rahm finishing in the top five. Uh, we got to get into that. We got to talk some long drive. You know, you you mentioned on our last podcast, is this what we want golf to be? Well, I think I've seen the terrifying future uh, out there at the long drive competition. Uh, and, of course, uh, the recent news as we record this on Thursday morning, uh, the President's Cup uh, was finalized with the captain's picks. Of course, the points locked up the uh, the top ten. And then the two captains' picks were announced on Wednesday afternoon. Those two captains' picks being Charlie Hoffman and Phil Mickelson. Let's let's start right there. No surprise for you uh, on the United States side. No, not at all. I mean, once you know, on on Sunday or on, I guess it was on Monday at the Dell Technologies, NBC was uh, kind of going back and forth, updating the the points race between Charlie Hoffman and Kevin Kevin Chapel and they ended up I think less than a point apart which I don't know what it equates to it's got to be like two or three strokes over the course of <laughs> of two years yeah. like you can't you can't leave it would have been incredibly cruel to leave that person off and you know if you look at the history of this event it, it's it's not always right but captains often just take the top 12 in the standings or the top 11 or whatever. And so I think that pick fit kind of a traditional narrative and especially so because Hoffman's had a really good year uh, and good for him. And then, and then Phil, I mean, here's my thing on Phil, like you almost as a captain of, of the Ryder cup or the president's cup, as long as he's healthy, no matter how he's playing, you almost have to take him until he just goes like 0-4 at an event. And I don't know if that'll be when he's like 58 or 67 or what, but you just, I mean, you can't leave him off, right? Like you, Oh, you, no, 100. You've got 12 spots. Uh, you, you need to have someone who is like, like for the for the mind games alone and the competitiveness and just like yeah. the the attitude and the energy that he brings to to match play golf, right? I mean that's like you you put yeah. him on your team as a like whatever the good locker room guy is. And you're right. Like if if he is if he is healthy enough to get out there and play, he's going to be a part of it. And if he's not, I feel like, you know, he's been a part of every international team since what? Not in mid nineties. Yeah, ninety four was his first team. So the 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 first Presidents Cup. He hasn't. He's played in twenty three in a row. Yeah, because then and even then he would probably become like the the vice captain if he wasn't healthy enough to play. Well, that's the thing. Like, the, the, I think the only way his streak of team events ends is if he's hurt, or if um he's 
like the captain, you know, and even then probably big himself. Like, I, <laughs> I, but like, here's the thing. Like I, I read something on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday that was talking about how like this is sort of a, a, uh, a tune up or like a, a first like showcase for him to prove to Jim Furyk that he should be on the 2018 Ryder Cup team. And I was like, what, what does that even mean? Like, like Jim Furyk doesn't know how Phil Mickelson performs at team events. Did you watch the, the Phil Sergio match last year? Like I, I just, I'm not convinced that he's going to be left off any team over the next five, I don't know, four, five, six, seven years no matter how he's playing, just because of what you said, like what he offers in the team room, uh, as far as a culture goes. And, um, you know, match play is such a different thing than, um, than, than like regular PGA tour stroke play that it's almost like it, it doesn't totally matter how you're playing, especially for somebody like Phil who just can go out and, and turn it on, um, no matter how he's playing. So I just, I, I think he's going to play in several more of these uh, it, it, well into his 50s. And I think he should. I think he's earned that. And, and I think it's not only that, but I think it's good for the U.S. team to have him to have him out there. OK, so at the Dell Technologies in Boston finishes T6. Uh, do you think that that is, you know, the because the, the storyline as he's as he's playing well and as he's uh, working his way uh, throughout the course and as these president's cup storylines are, are swirling, you know, it's, it's easy to say, Oh, he's, he's trying to put on a show for uh Stricker. How much, how much credence do you give uh, to that assumption or that storyline? Because I, I kind of agree with you. I, if he finished, I don't know, 25th, you know, like I, I just think that it wasn't like he needed the T6 finish and the good performance, but it certainly didn't hurt, uh, especially in terms of, you know, building his own confidence for an event that's going to be coming up in just a couple weeks. Yeah, it, it felt like a little bit of posturing from Stricker to say, well, I, you know, Phil needs to, to show me something. Um, oh, that's he right. That he even the, came out and said that. Yeah, he said that at the PGA Championship. I, I sort of feel like that's just what you have to say is the captain because it, it looks bad if you're just like, oh, yeah, Phil's on the team. and Locked up. Other guys are, yeah, other guys are like, okay, are we, why are we here then? Like, what are we, what are we doing? Um, so, yeah, I think, like, was he going to pick Brian Harmon over Phil? I, I think this, the situation you don't want to be in if you're Stricker or if you're any captain, let's say Furyk next year, is if you've got, like, a 22-year-old stud that's, like, 12th, or 13th in the, in the standings. Like let's say um, just for example, Bo Hostler comes out next year. He got his PGA tour card and he just kind of lights it up a little bit on the PGA tour, especially early in the year, but he doesn't have, he doesn't have like that two year stretch where he had, where he gets enough point cause he didn't play on the PGA tour this year. So he doesn't have enough points to, to get on the Ryder cup team. Um, and he's like ahead of Phil in the standings and you're like, Man, that guy's 23. He might be a future star. Like, and Phil's not playing well going in. Like, you know, what do you do there? But this year it was it was easy. Like, you're not gonna pick Brian. I mean, I I think Brian Harmon's underrated and a good player, but you're not gonna pick him over Phil for for a Ryder Cup or for a a Presidents Cup team. So, I I don't think Phil had to do much, if anything, at the Dell Technologies. But it it was that being said, it was fun just for fans to see him get into contention and and. uh, 
it made the pick for Stricker that much easier. Best uh, best moment of the week was uh, him talking to that fan, right? The oh. uh, the little kid when he's like, "What yeah. would you do here?" And the little kid says, the "Well, greatest. if I could hit a three wood two thirty nine, I'd go for it." You you know you know what you know what kind of the low key best part of that was is that when when the kid replied, it was a great reply by him. It was so funny, Phil. So everybody's just dying laughing, and Phil just like doesn't even laugh. He just stares at him, and like he, he, it's almost like Phil, like he he picked him because he knew the kid would like be in on the joke with him. Mm-hmm. And he, he's, it's almost like he's just always like, uh, perf- performing or I don't, I don't want to say acting because I don't, I think it's just part of who he is, but he, it, everything's just such a performance. And he didn't even laugh at the kid. He just like went along with it. And it was, the whole thing was, I watched it like 10 times. It was so good. I, I like the it. Yeah. Cause he responded. He, he did. He kept it straight and he was like, uh, I like the way you think. Yeah. <laughs> Like if, if in the things in those moments, okay, I'll give you, I'll give you Phil not breaking character and sticking with it is, uh, is, is definitely number one. Number two, the fact that, uh, the kid was able to call out <laughs> the yardage <laughs> is awesome. And then I like the way you think, because of course that's exactly what Phil would think. Yeah, it was, it was, so that was Phil as a little kid, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh well you know let's go for it i uh all right so phil mickelson um you know every single round in the 70s strong performance from him but it was it was justin thomas who went 63 66 on the weekend so as so the good. so good and but all right so spieth was leading heading to 14 right yeah him and leishman sort of they both went out in 30 on monday um, and, and Leishman led at like, I think 10, 11, maybe 12. And then Spieth took the lead cause Leishman faded. Um, and then I think Spieth made a couple bogeys or, or something. And you know, it was interesting because JT didn't really, it's not like he shot like a, you know, 29 on the back nine or anything. I think he made two birdies and a bogey, but the, the problem for everybody else uh, specifically Spieth was that he was, he was just so far back to begin the day. And so that's where you see, like, it's so tough on a, on a, in a final round to overcome, um, a, a, a big lead just because, especially if the guy up front, like, like, I guess what I'm saying is you can win tournaments on in rounds one, two, and three, and then just by playing defense on in round four this is that's what tiger did right like he he never really shot like a 61 to to win a tournament he would shoot like a a A 69 or a 70 yeah yeah yeah. you're right 69 and and you just you can't you you have to play so perfect to catch him that it's it's almost impossible to do and that's what that's what spieth ran up against 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 thomas and i give thomas a lot of credit for that because um that's a that's a very uh, like veteran mature way to play a golf tournament. And, uh, he's done it a lot this year. It's been, it's been pretty impressive. So, uh, it was cool to see him win five wins on the year. What was our over under for, for his career wins? Do you remember when he did that? Um, I think that I would guess that I might've had it at like 11 and a half or 12. I think I can pull it up. I think uh, I gave you a hard time about it too. Oh yeah. And like, was that the one where you said like, like, 
19 or something and I laughed at you. <laughs> yeah. And then and now I'm like, maybe we need to run that one back. Five he's wins. Got, he's got six uh, career wins and he's, he's 24. I mean, that's he's got basically Ricky Fowler's career this year. Wow. Yeah, five wins, a major. Uh, Fowler won this this tournament. That it was the Deutsche Bank, but he won the the Dell Technologies. Um, you could compare the PGA Championship to the players. You know, Fowler's won more worldwide. He's won a couple of European tour events. He won in Asia, but Justin Thomas is really good, and it gets it gets ruined a little, not by Tiger, but by I think by Spieth because we, we saw Spieth do the thing where. He won five times. He won two majors. Uh, he did all this, and he, he did it like two years ago. So we're like, ah, ah, we've seen this. Like, whatever. This is not, this is not common. It's not common for twenty-four year olds to win five times, including a major in a single year. And uh, it, it, I feel bad for JT because it, it, it's getting a little bit buried by what Spieth did. But I don't know, man. It's been pretty impressive. I gave you sixteen and a half, and you laughed at me. Yeah, can I go over that? Like, way <laughs> over that? <laughs> yeah. Dustin Thomas' career wins from the over-under cast, 16 and a half. The man has five. Oh, he's got five this year. He's got six for his career. Right. Yeah. Player I of the mean, year, right? Yeah, player of the year for sure. You know, Rory said this a couple weeks ago. He was asked about it. Um and he said it's it's probably JT or, or Spieth. And it, this was really interesting. He was asked if his mind could be changed if Hideki or, or DJ won two or three times in the in the playoffs. And he's like, no, not really. It's all about the majors. And so you you take guys that it's like it's like the guy who has won the most and also has a major. And so that's been Spieth and and JT. Now I I guess if Spieth wins the last two, then he could overtake him. Uh, I just, I don't really think that's going to happen. It's hard to win those last two. Uh, um, it's hard to win any of them, but I just think that unless Spieth wins the last two tournaments that, that, uh, JT is going to be player of the year. Who do you think is going to end up winning the FedEx cup? Can I stay with my, my pre, uh, FedEx cup pick of Fowler? You, Oh, you just think it, yeah. like being able to turn it on, uh, just being able to turn it on at Eastlake. Well, yeah. Here's here's the thing. Fowler's sixth in the standings. You only need to be like he he only has to. So if you're in the top five, obviously um, you control your own destiny. So you can you can uh, you can win the ten mil uh, just. If if you win the tour championship, you win the FedEx Cup and ten million dollars. If you're outside the top five, uh, you got to have a little help. You can't have the guy who's first finish second at at Eastlake. So, I think Fowler uh, directly ahead of him are Matsuyama and and Rom. I think he can jump one of them at the BMW, and then he controls his own destiny. So he's one of five guys to win uh, that can win it just by winning outright at at the tour championship. So. I'll stick with him. He's not been uh, as good as you know the Rom, DJ, JT, Spieth group so far in the playoffs. But uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe recharge it a little bit this week in the off week. And uh, he, I don't know. I could kind of see him s- sneaking in there. By the way, 
The guy who won the FedEx Cup last year was sixth going into the Tour Championship. That was Rory McIlroy. So, but didn't he also uh, win uh, TPC Boston last year? He did. He did. But that got him up into like the top ten, and then he got to sixth after the BMW. And then uh, because DJ finished fourth or whatever, uh, he was able to to take the FedEx Cup with a win at the Tour Championship. Okay, uh, so below Fowler right now is the big game hunter, Mark Leishman, jumped up yeah. 13 spots to number seven. Do you think Leishman can take this, can make a run at this? I'm trying to figure out where we draw the line. No, I think it goes like Leishman, Paul Casey, Kepka. um Kisner, maybe Perez, something like that. Um, in terms of the where, in terms of the rankings right now, because then it's Kepka at nine, Perez is up to ten, Berger eleven, Hoffman twelve, Vegas thirteen, Kisner fourteen. I'm thinking you draw the line of potential win, like potential FedEx Cup winners. I think you got to draw it ahead of Kepka. I think, I think you got to do maybe between Casey and Kepka. Well, here's the thing, like, so it, it, it's hard because like the points get reset after the BMW and I don't, I mean, Paul Casey's won one PGA tour of it. Is he really going to win the tour championship for 10 mil? Maybe, mm, but like, I don't feel good about you that. See, you could see Kepka winning it, right? Like, I, I almost feel like those guys right there are kind of interchangeable in terms of, I don't know what their point resets will be. And and again, like one of them could, could win the BMW and move into the top three or four. Um, but yeah, I, I would say I'd be surprised if anybody below Kepka won the $10 million. And I'd be actually surprised if it was anybody other than the top six right now. So the, the top five and then Fowler. I'm going to knock... So DJ, DJ could do it. What do you think? What was your grade for his performance at the Dell Technologies? Or like, what was your f- feeling about seeing him uh, after the huge win over Spieth in the playoff in the first round? Yeah, I mean, he was fine. Uh, you know, it, is he finished? Well, I think T T sixteen or something like that. You know, it was interesting. The top, so the Rom Spieth, um, D. J and JT group, those four, they've been beaten by only 16 people total in the first two tournaments. So three of them have finished in the top five, uh, both week, both playoff events. They've been just phenomenal. And, um, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't get too excited about him finishing T16 or T14 or whatever. It's just a couple of putts go, go differently. And, and all of a sudden you're in the top five again. Yeah. T eighteen and seventy three. Mm. Was it a seventy three on Monday? Yeah. Yeah, that's not great. Not great. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm thinking I'm thinking it's it's Spieth and JT. It for the for the for the FedEx Cup. Yeah. That'd be fun. What? How do you feel about the the best friends narrative? It's uh. It's it's a way for me to bring my wife in to watch, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, like all you got to do, is, just, you just got to pull up those old photos as you're like here, watching. Here, I mean, no, I get it; it's tired, you know, and that's like. Well, but he, he, here's my thing: like, are they actually best friends? 
Like I think they're I th- I think they like just played junior golf together and now they're like friendly. Like I don't think they're like mm, they you you do the spring break. They're part of the spring break crew though. Yeah, but so is Smiley. Like, yeah, are Ricky and, and are, are Ricky and Smiley like boy? I I don't know. Like I, I just from knowing, like I just feel like they lead very not different lives, but separate lives. Like JT's in Florida with that whole crew. Speed lives here in Dallas. I mean, it's just like, I think they are friends and like they, they get along and whatever, but they're not like, I don't think they're boys. And yet it just keeps getting played into this thing that they're like, Oh, they're just to spend every waking moment together. And so, oh no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm down. No, I'm down on that. They're adults. Like, yeah. Yeah, they've they've got their own lives to live, but that's like that's almost the way that uh, when and I, I feel sorry that this is gonna. I hope this doesn't make you feel any FOMO, but like when uh, they pull the college football team all together for something, like like me and Fernelli are boys, uh, you know, but we also like lead different lives, you know. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like it's. It is just we live in separate places and we keep up with each other and you know right. we're always working together. We're inhabiting the same space. We've got a lot of shared interests because of our our occupation and our profession. But like the we're not we're not all over you know every single intricacy. Like hey hi how is the White Sox game tonight? Like me texting yeah. him at like ten p.m. Like it's right. Uh, I think I could I could see that being the just like you know, a lot of professions you want to, or even like, you know, you with your group text, right? Like y'all, yeah. y'all talk about, uh, like y'all talk about golf, golf stuff, but it's, uh, it's, it's not like they're hitting up, hitting you up to like find out every detail about your kids' lives. Yeah. They actually forget that I have kids. Let me tell you about, um, <laughs> see, there you go. Let, let me tell you about when we get all the whole golf team together at our CBS uh, summit. It's, it's kind of like being homeschooled again. Like it's just me. <laughs> it's just myself. Just you know, hanging out. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't so give my, you par- that my parents were pre- were preparing me for my professional life as a homeschooler. So yeah. there we go. I uh, that's I mean that's a that's golf's golf's a lonely sport sometimes. <laughs> You're out there all on your own. Football, football is all about uh, doing it for the guy next to you. They gotta have us. Yeah. Uh, they gotta have us together. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, but I mean, would is that does that make sense? Like that's how I view the the best friends thing. Is like I there are, there are people uh, even you know that are that don't work for CBS that are on the college football circuit that are like or college basketball circuit that are kind of like. My my people, my crew, and if you only knew us in that sense, you'd be like, "Oh my God, they're best friends." But you know, yeah. they're like you said, we live you know live their own lives. Yeah, yeah, no, that that makes sense. I just get I just get tired of hearing about it. I'm it's telling like, you though, it's, it's a great way to make uh make uh make Parker watch when it's like, oh, <laughs> that's true. Look at this picture of them. Oh, look at them yeah. now. Yeah. We. By the way, is there another picture? Like, I think that is it. The is that the only one when where, they're sitting on JT's... the hill eating a hot dog yeah. or whatever? <laughs> yeah. It's like the old. It's like literally the only photo they have from playing junior golf together. Hey, that's gonna be the new way to pitch it. It's like you're gonna have to find me uh, 
like what's the old Jay-Z to Nas line? Like, we don't believe you. You need more people. Like, we don't believe you. You need more photos. Like, we need yeah. we need to see more photo evidence beyond the same one before I'm going to believe that y'all are best friends. Yeah, yeah. Like, I he went it. to Solly instead of Spieth. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, you're talking about after the PGA? Yeah. Yeah, he didn't even look at Spieth. He went I right mean, to Chris I'm, Solomon. I'm I'm kidding, of course. Like it, that's not I'm like I'm not trying to read anything into that, but uh, I don't know. Just the whole thing is like it, beyond a parody. Like it just needs to just die a quick and easy death. It's not, especially not with the President's Cup coming up when they get teamed up together. Oh, I know. Well, you know, uh, Solomon and and. Uh, DJ Pajowski talked about this on their podcast the other day, but that's Captain Reed will not let that happen. That oh yeah, you, you can't you can't break up Spieth and Reed. <laughs> Did you see uh, Shane Bacon's bro pairings the other day? What was it? It was uh, Kepka DJ. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was Patrick Reed and a bald eagle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is too much fun. All right, before we get it, I want to uh, ask some more about these teams. We've got to talk some long drive. Uh, but if before we break down teams, the, the key to building a great team is not only making the right captain's choice, but if you're the captain of your business, then you need uh, to be able to do it without impacting your day-to-day. See, when you are linked up with ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites with just one click. You don't have to juggle emails and calls to your office because they've got an easy-to-use dashboard that allows you to simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place. See, think about it. You don't have to go find candidates. Uh, ZipRecruiter finds them for you, brings them to the dashboard, and 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within one day. Works for small businesses, big businesses. So find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified candidates with immediate results. Because right now, First Cut podcast listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash First Cut. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash First Cut. Businesses of all sizes can benefit from this. So if you're an employer looking to hire, try it for free today. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash first cut. What's the, uh, so the, the, what is your ideal? Like, how would you trot out this? uh, How would you match up the singles? Do you get to, is this like you got to send them out first and then find out who they sent out first? Or do you get to match them up a little bit? I can't remember. I I think I think they do it differently than the Ryder Cup. I I think that they um I want to say they're it's like family feud style where they both stand at this like buzzer thing and like you know Nick Price name you know throws a name out there and then Steve Stricker throws a name out there. I think that I think that's how they do it. Whereas uh the Ryder Cup, you just make your list and turn it in. So you get to do a little bit of matchup here i think so but but i also think like i don't think those guys are are like uh ad-libbing like i don't think they're like just coming up coming up with it on the fly i think they generally like have an idea of just how they want to go out and look the reality is like if you're stricker just i mean does it matter like i <laughs> yeah i'm just seriously no like, no no yeah you're trotting out uh dj spieth jt 
and Ricky Fowler. It's like, hey, here you go. These yeah. guys, these I mean, guys are you've, four of the best in the world. You've got, you've got the three, the three hottest players in the world, and the fourth uh, is from Spain and is not in, involved in the event. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know, I, I, I don't. I don't think it's going to matter. I, the team part of it is fun. The pairings are, are fun, more for the U.S. side than the international side. Like, I don't know if I care about Johnny Vegas and Anrabhan Lahiri being paired together or whatever. Um, but it'll be, you know, it'll be entertaining. It'll be enjoyable. It'll be fun to watch. The uh, the John Rom in the Ryder Cup is going to be a beast. It, it it's gonna be insane. Like right. I, I think, I think people who like let's say people only watch um, the Masters and the Ryder Cup. Like there are plenty of people out there that that's the case. They are gonna be astonished at what John Rahm is gonna do at the Ryder Cup because it by that time like he didn't play that. I can't remember where he finished in the Masters this year. Let's say he misses the cut at the Masters next year. A lot of people are just going to be like, who's this guy? And then he's going to just burn it down at the Ryder Cup. It's going to be it's going to be unbelievable. Did he win the French Open? No, he won the Scottish Open. He won the Irish. Irish Open. And okay. Tommy Fleetwood won the French. Oh, and Fleetwood's mm, going to have going to United States going to have our hands full over there uh in it's, Paris. It's going to it's going to be a unmitigated war. Uh, in in uh, a sports war, that is. I shouldn't be throwing terms like that out there, but uh, yeah, it's gonna be phenomenal. I I I wish, yeah, I wish they were playing it right now. Last year's Ryder Cup, best week of my professional life. This is, this is the greatest thing I've ever been to. What about uh, what do you think the atmosphere is gonna be like for the Presidents Cup? Well, it's in New York, so that helps. You know, it's it's. Um, Though the the people there, I think, are not as uh, tuned into like college football or or whatever this time of year, um, and they're always pretty rowdy, you know. So I, I think it'll be good. It, it'll be different than having it at like Muirfield Village, where uh, the only thing people there care about is like how many snaps um, Tate Martell is getting, like in the in the uh, Akron these, game. Yeah, or whatever. these 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 are deep Ohio State football cuts that make me happy. Is that it? That's his name, right? Tate Marcel? The backup? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I think it'll be better than like at a, at a well, I don't know. Like the, the course probably isn't as good as a Muirfield Village, but I think the, the crowd and the atmosphere um, will ho- hopefully be as good or, or better. I, who knows though? Like, you know, the, the good people of Ohio have good golf hands as well, but I think it'll be fun. I think, I think Phil being there helps. Obviously he's the, him and, and Spieth are the probably big name headliners. Uh, although, you know, Fowler and DJ are up there as well. But I, I, I guess I, I think that Phil being there kind of, uh, galvanizes a lot of different people towards rooting for the U S team. Nice. Um, you, it was not long ago you asked, if, is this what we you went on Nick Saban and said is this what we want golf to be? <laughs> Yet at the same time, we were gripped to watch as Justin James just four hundred and thirty five yards. I mean the Walk off. oh my goodness the 
the World Long Drive Championship. What's the is it is it a circus for you? Because the the first of all the um, the swing styles are oh. amazing. Yeah, the best. Like guys just almost literally coming out of their shoes, and. I love it. Like it, it is a circus a little bit because they step into uh, it. They come out of their shoes. They're throwing their clubs all over the place. They're like throwing their clubs into the crowd. Did you see the guy who's who put so much uh, torque on his on his driver that it snapped? I, I saw the uh, the gif that you put in the golf room. It was incredible. The, the guy, the it hit uh, the poor guy in the in the crowd never saw it coming, and then it, I couldn't. Chip, I could not stop watching this video. It looked like he reacted as if he'd been shot between the, like, like between the ribs. Like, I hope he's okay. I hope he's fine. But he just, he went like straight for his heart and just <laughs> grabbed it. And like, as if, he, like, as if he'd just been just sniped from like a thousand yards away. <laughs> it was unbelievable. But... <gasps> The the event as a whole, like uh, DJ and and Solomon were talking about how y you could potentially put together like a uh, an all star weekend or an all star game type thing for golf. And how cool would it be for for something like this to be a part of it? I don't know if the DJs and the Rorys of the world would want to be swinging that hard and trying to trying to hit long drives. But if you could convince some people to do it. I think it'd be really fun. Oh and man, you sound like the like oh, if we could only convince LeBron to do the dunk contest, like the best yeah. the best dunker in the world uh is is probably the one guy who sits it out every year. You you'd be you'd be out here just getting hyped for who would be like the Aaron Gordon of the long drive contest. Uh, probably Jason Kokrak. Ooh. It'd probably be it'd probably be it'd, <laughs> It'd probably be like um, Jason Kokrak against uh, Tony Finau, JB JB Holmes. Oh, JB Holmes. Finau. Yeah, JB Holmes would yes. show up to do it. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but then you you could also get. I think the interesting part of this, and and this might this might be what it would have to be, is you you get a bunch of young guys, some Web dot com guys that nobody's ever heard of. And then they sort of make a name for themselves at this all-star weekend type deal in, in the long drive contest. You see him on the PGA Tour later and, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's the guy that, you know, hit a ball 440 yards to, in, in the 2018 long drive contest or whatever. Like that that's that's what we remember with like the dunk contest, right? You see those guys in regular games and you're like, oh, yeah, that's the guy who. Uh, either evolved from just being a dunker or is still just a dunker. Right. Um, so I don't know. That'd be interesting. That'd be, that'd be a fun kind of uh, aspect to it. Well, the there's no way that um, there's no way that if you're if you're just piping 400 yard drives for three days in a row, it's good for your body. I wouldn't think so. the The whole thing is like it's such a bro fest. Like they get like they're. I, I would think like um, the uh, highest uh, ratio of affliction T-shirts owned to people <laughs> in a in a specific location uh, at the World Long Drive Contest than than most other places. Um, it, it's really it, it just 
people just dudes just broed out of their mind and uh just juiced up oh, I, I i don't mean that like i don't think they're on well some of them might be on steroids but i it's coming out of their shoes it's it's awesome like it's such a sideshow that I, I just i loved it and the guy going into the stands after he won i mean i was like he's gonna pull the stands down like this is dangerous and he, you know he's talking about how hot his wife is and the whole thing was crazy, but it was fun to watch. Is it, uh, is it like the most well-positioned event in the golf calendar to be going on sort of right now, just to, just to provide, uh, just to provide the the nice circus. I mean, like, like where is Thackerville, Oklahoma? You tell me. Where's I, 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 I honestly don't know. Um, it used to, I think it used to be in like Vegas, my question is, why wouldn't you hold it in like, in like Denver, for the thin like, air? Yeah, just I mean, it's like having the home run derby at, at uh, Coors Field or whatever it's called. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Can you? I was thinking about this. Like, can you imagine how? Uh, in like when you're on the driving range, just as a as a as a normal golfer, like, and you've only got three balls left, you're like, man, I want to hit one of these well, you know, because you don't, you know, you, you know, of course, you could run like halfway down the range and pick up a couple more, but you don't want to do that, right? Can you imagine how intense it is to be in the finals and and you're you're staring and you've only got like two balls off to the side and you know you have to hit one of them in bounds and you're trying to hit it as far as you can? That's got to be so intense. Yeah, I, I, I can. The only thing that I can compare it to is just the classic first tee jitters, you know. <laughs> Just showing, showing up at like me at uh, a couple weeks ago, showing up at Greensboro Country Club, really nice course, like super old club, playing uh, as part of being in my buddy Matt's wedding. And we're like so honored to have this opportunity. The first tee is like right there by all the carts and right in front of the pro shop. And we've got a group of like 16 and everyone's just sort of standing around, huddling around, watching everyone tee off. And you just sit up there and you're like, man, I only got one shot of this. Yeah, it's so intense. What how, what'd you do? I, I hit it all right. It was, uh, okay. yeah, it's it was a good swing thought for me that I've actually kept with me for my next like five or six <laughs> rounds. It was It was simple. I just eliminated everything else. And it was just like, all right, head down, finish high, stay locked in. We were, we were just, yeah. And it was, I'm not, I don't hit it super far, but I normally uh, have a little bit of a smother hook, uh, particularly yeah. off the tee. And so if I can, I know that. if I can finish high and like swing easy, then my body will normally get enough, uh, natural turn to open it up. And so, yeah, you know, just hit it nice and easy down the fairway and gave myself a little pitching wedge into the green. It was, it was a good way it, to start the round. It is intense if you've never um, played in front of like, n- not like a like your foursome or whatever, but like with other people watching. Oh like yeah, just r- randomly. That is not a that's not a comfortable experience. No, <laughs> like especially especially on your first shot. Like if if somebody's watching like your you know your third shot into like the sixteenth or whatever, you're like oh, whatever. But like. The, the first drive of the day, that's not a that's not an enjoyable thing. No, like 8.15 tea time. You're just out there. You're like, all right, here yeah, we go. Not, not fun. <laughs> not yeah, fun. Not but to your point, that's the only, that's the closest thing that I've got to, uh, to the, the pressure of that. Like, do you think that the long drive is 
more pressure than tee shots as you're like coming down the back nine with the lead? Um, that's a good question. Let's and let's I not think, say major championship. Let's just say regular PGA Tour event. I think they're. I think they are different because so you only get. I think they only got eight uh, drives in the finals, and so I think your first like two, you're like pretty nervous. Um, and I think like when you're coming down the back nine of a tournament leading. Like you're sort of in the moment and you've already hit like, you know, 40 shots or whatever. So, so you've got your tempo, throughout. you've got your tempo down already. Yeah. So it's, I feel like you're just kind of colder coming into the long drive deal. I think, you know, what is the scariest shot in golf to me is being the first guy off at the Ryder cup on Friday. Oh man. I don't, I don't even know how, I, I don't know. Like if you, you, there was a Webb Simpson at the 2000, uh, 14 at Glen Eagles. He, he, he hit a pop-up off the tee. It was like, it went like 190 yards. I mean, I don't, and I don't even know how guys take the club back. It, it is so intense. And so, uh, just juiced up and, and, and you've been looking forward to it for so long and it's such a big moment. I, I just, I don't know. How, and, and it's cold. Usually it's chilly. I, I would not be able to take the club back. Smother hook. Right into the gallery on the left. That's where I'm hitting it. Uh. Mash it in there. Uh, all right, so we've got this weekend off. Next weekend, we'll be back for the uh, BMW championship picks and preview. In in general, as as we're starting to look here, what's the what are the storylines uh, that you're keeping an eye on? I, I guess we're down to seventy now, right? Yeah, 70. Um, Rory is 48th, 47th, something mm, like that. And 30's uh, the cut for uh, the Tour Championship. Say that again? 30's the cut for the Tour Championship, right? Yeah, 30's the cut for the Tour Championship. So he's got he's to finish like top five or ten. Um, I don't know what the exact numbers are, but he's got a big week, and he's not played well so far in the playoffs. That's probably the biggest – uh guy outside of the or way outside of the uh the top 30 there were a couple guys i can't remember what uh sergio garcia is at 34 uh, um he's 34 yeah so he's got to play pretty well um let's see here day is on the line he's 28 uh phil's 36 um you know what i'm so keeping yeah. an eye on Xander and Wesley Bryan. Xander yeah. at 32, Wesley Bryan at 37. Who can make the tour championship? Yeah. Uh, Rory's 51, by the way. Uh, two names that have been going the, the right way instead of the wrong way, Patrick Cantlay and Bryson DeChambeau. They both have a shot. Uh, Cantlay's 41, and DeChambeau is 44. Um, Cantlay, they've... Cantley's played 11 events. DeChambeau's played 30 so far this year. So a little different schedules there, but Cantley's a stud, and I think DeChambeau probably is too. Uh, so it'd be cool uh-huh. to see. It'd, it'd be cool to see one what's, of them get in. What's the DeChambeau nickname? The big what? Oh, the big science? The big, uh, no, I call him uh, DeChangelo, like Michelangelo. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's right. The with big the, artist. Yeah, the, the artist, the artiste, yeah. with the yeah. uh, <laughs> the little paint, uh, the paint palette. <laughs> that's the best I, I love it i love i mean i don't care if people love you or hate you i just want them to feel something about you like martin laird i feel nothing about either way i don't i don't care but everybody's got an opinion on bryson and it's great it's it's fantastic what's the uh what's your opinion does does brendan Steele make give you an opinion no nothing bill haas nothing Oh man, I'm a sucker. I mean, for, I, I'm a sucker for the Wake Forest crew, so I'm I'm all I'm all. Yeah, in he's on a Bill nice Haas. guy. Yeah. Like I don't dislike him. He's just not. He's not a compelling figure, you yeah. know. Um, Ollie Schneiderhans. Yeah, I kind of. I mean, like I don't even think that. Like I'd I'd rather have a have a beer with Bill Haas than than Bryson DeChambeau. Oh, I'm not saying that. Hundred percent. I'm not. I'm not saying that I like DeChambeau better. I just like him for the sport of golf better and, you know, for the sake of my job better. Oh, inter- yeah. Le artiste. Le artiste. Right? <laughs> he is Kyle Porter. You can follow him on Twitter at KylePorterCBS. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Make sure you subscribe to the First Cut Podcast with Kyle Porter because subscribers get the episodes first. We'll be back previewing the BMW Championship next week. Kyle, thank you very much. We'll talk to you soon, Chip.